Don't miss out on our exclusive news, opinion and analysis. Subscribe to The Leader through your podcast provider. We're here every day from 4pm. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsland. There have been more violent deaths in London than at any time in the last 11 years. Are we powerless to stop it? The police, the mayor's office, they've literally thrown everything at this and yet the toll of victims continues to rise. Our crime correspondent, Anthony France, on why police and City Hall have failed to deal with London's knife crime problem and what they could do next. Also... Donald Trump, as is his way, has gone on the attack hoping that that tactic pays off for him in the long run. The Evening Standard's US correspondent David Gardner talks to the leader as Donald Trump becomes the third US president in 240 years to be impeached. Taken from the editorial column of the Evening Standard, this is The Leader. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss our daily episodes. In a moment, 2019 has been London's bloodiest year of violence. Will 2020 be any different? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. On the evening of December 17th, doctors switched off the life support machine for a 33-year-old man who had been stabbed in Croydon the previous Sunday. That man became the 135th victim of a violent death in London in 2019. That's the highest toll since 2008. The Evening Standard editorial column says this cannot happen again. Our city is less safe than it should be. We can change this, and we must if this year's awful record is not to be broken in 2020. The last time violence exceeded this level in London, in 2008, it was brought down fast. That's encouraging, and we can learn from what worked then. Policing through methods such as stop and search is an important part of the answer, and the politically driven retreat from using it was a mistake. We also need to work out why crime is happening and deal with the causes. County lines gangs are putting children at risk. The police on their own can't stop young people getting involved. That's why the Evening Standard has long called for a public health approach, bringing together schools, youth centres, work on mental health and the police. With deaths on our streets going up, 
We need an urgent response led from the top which can make an impact now. Our crime correspondent, Anthony France, has covered many of the 135 deaths this year and he joins me now. Anthony, as we saw the numbers rising, this milestone became almost inevitable. Why couldn't we stop it being crossed? So this is the 135th um, homicide of the year, which takes us to an 11-year high. Um, I mean, the police... Um, the mayor's office, they've literally thrown everything at this and yet the toll of victims continues to rise. Um, It's very sad and behind every single one of these numbers is a family who's grieving today. Every time there is another stabbing, every time there's another violent death, this must hurt those families who have been victims before. Yeah, and we were speaking to uh, a lady as well who lost her son in March this year and she says she can barely even read the news, you know, she can't read the news, she can't watch telly because every time... Um, she sees one of these, it brings back the memory of what happened to her son. I mean, it's, it, it, you know, it, it, it is something that, you know, stays with the families, you know, for the, for the rest of their lives. Um, and that's probably why it needs, we really need to get a grip of this and we need to stop it. And like you say, so much has been done. It's not as if the police or City Hall has been standing around doing nothing and letting this happen. Why is it not working? They've tried everything. They've gone to the root causes of crime. So they've looked at, you know, a, a lot of the killers have um, have home life or a lack of home life, uh, which which they've looked at. They've looked at schooling. They've looked at exclusions because obviously if you're excluded from school, you're more likely to get into trouble. And they've looked at the criminal justice system because if people commit offences, they have to go to prison. And as um, Barry Mizzen, whose son was uh, murdered in 2008, pointed out to us um, the number of people serving life sentences has gone up since Jimmy was killed and in fact the the amount of time that they're serving in prison is actually even longer um, than at that time and yet it's still not a deterrent. What's left then? What could possibly be done next? I think we I think we need to continue with what's happening um, but I think it's a, a change in behaviour. I think that people are much more angrier, um, very much walking around the streets more angry, more and also carrying knives. Um, you know, people are carrying knives, not going home and then getting a knife. They actually have a knife with them. So if you have a knife with you, you're more likely to be a victim and you're also more likely to use it as well. So I think that's that's obviously something that needs to be, you know, really, really targeted. But that's a whole cultural change that will have to presumably start very young for people. Yeah, very young. And also, you know, um, perhaps more about conflict resolution, you know, t- teaching youngsters, walk away from it, you know, you're not going to lose any face, you know, but you might lose a life. Next. The whole impeachment thing is a hoax. Uh, we look forward to getting on to the Senate. 45 is about to become three. After Andrew Johnson and Bill Clinton, Donald Trump will almost certainly be the third president to be impeached. We speak to our US correspondent, David Gardner. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. 
QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Protesters have been out in their thousands across America. 600 demonstrations are being held, all calling for Donald Trump to be impeached. The president faces two charges, abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. Our US correspondent David Gardner is here to explain it all. David, so much of the Trump presidency has been full of the predictable, but on this one at least, we pretty much know what's going to happen. Today's vote on Capitol Hill will be fairly predictable. The Democrats hold control in the House of Representatives, and they've been scurrying around the last couple of days to ensure that every member will be there to make that vote count. Mr Trump will be impeached. After that, there will be a trial of sorts in the Senate, where actually uh, senators are obliged to be independent jurors. That's not going to happen. The the Senate is Republican-controlled, and once again, uh, senators are likely certain to vote along party lines. So will Mr Trump be sent packing from the White House? No, he won't. How is Donald Trump defending himself here? Donald Trump is taking a very different tack to previous presidents who were impeached. Andrew Johnson, who took over after Abraham Lincoln was assassinated, faced uh, minorities with his Democrat party in both houses uh, and yet still survived. Seven Republicans crossed the aisles and actually voted to save his presidency. I mean, he was supposed to be a bad president, but I guess he survived through negotiation. Uh, Bill Clinton actually apologised for his behaviour with Monica Lewinsky. Both of those presidents were acquitted. So Donald Trump, as is his way, has gone on the attack, hoping that that tactic pays off for him in the long run. This letter that Donald Trump sent to Nancy Pelosi... It was pretty brutal. How have Democrats reacted? While the whole impeachment process has been predictable and along party lines, the one unpredictable element, as ever, is Mr Trump. He knows that he can't really make any impact on the outcome of today's vote, so he sent a six-page irate letter to Nancy Pelosi, the House Speaker, and being very critical of the way the Democrats have persecuted him. And he calls the House a star chamber of partisan persecution. And he compared the whole process to the Salem witch trials. Democrats have tried to sort of react with some somberness to this. The Republicans, on the other hand, are taking a note out of Mr Trump's book and they're railing against Democrats. One of the more outspoken Republican congressmen, Doug Collins, compared the House of Representatives to Alice in Wonderland. They are taking the view that by attacking the Democrats and the impeachment process, they will help Mr Trump's re-election hopes. 
And David, what are the polls saying about what the American people think about the impeachment of the president? There were, there were street protests in favour of impeachment. But in fact, the polls, uh, there's a Washington Post and ABC News poll today saying that America split over the issue. Uh, I think 49% were in favour of impeachment, 46% were not. And that's The Leader. Our overnight audio bulletin will have the latest developments on the Trump impeachment. It's available from 7am through smart speakers. Just ask for the news from the Evening Standard. The Leader is back at four tomorrow.